episode four is it four uh yeah yeah yeah. this is episode four episode four of the death cakes podcast i'm jay i'm yo (laughs) (laughs) what i was ellie uh watching too much arrested development i know man i've been gunning them i've been got see i've seen the whole series before i saw the new episodes which i really like and uh you know, now I'm going back through the entire series and watching it in one, one shot. So yeah, all, uh... that's what I did. I watched them all on one shot before the new season came out because I had never watched the show before. Right, right. So See, I, I had. I, I, oh no, go ahead. No, I, I, was, I was just gonna say that I shotgunned everything just to see where it was coming from, and then I, I'm not oh, done okay. with the new season yet. Yeah, I think I watched it in what 2008, and. uh saw the whole thing i didn't want to watch them and have them fresh in my mind before the new episodes just because i wanted to enjoy them as they are mm-hmm. and then now that i've seen them now i'm watching them and then seeing how uh you know how it, how it actually stands up you know compared to right. anything else you know so anyway, but that's not why we're here though is it no no <laughs> <laughs> no so let's end this episode of rest of development talk <laughs> um come back we're actually gonna talk about uh number three on the big three we are gonna talk music we've got games yeah. we've got movies now let's talk some music today yeah you so, know i've actually been I, i've been waiting for this one man this is you know to me i think more importantly than anything this is what i really wanted to talk about you know i i um i mean just because music is just if I had to give up every form of entertainment but one, that's the one I keep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, me you know, too. I, was, I was talking about the half. You know, yeah, I told her, you know, that the next episode might be. It's more like more than likely going to be music. She's like, oh god, that ought to be good. So you can, you should do your, you could do your own podcast about music. I'm surprised you haven't already. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Now <laughs> cutting me out already. Hey, not a, not a, not a slight <laughs> against you. You're just saying I could talk. You might have to corral me on this one because I could talk to you for a straight week. <laughs> you know about this? Yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm no. right there with you. So uh, yeah. let's kick it off with the official Death Cakes question, which yeah. is uh, how far back do you remember? Ah, uh, man. Well, before even that, I just want to say that music, just in my family, period, has always been important. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, my father, my father. Well, even before that, my uh, my great grandfather, he played calliope. On, on riverboats, you know, on the Mississippi yeah. River, you know, I, uh, my grandfather, he played piano a little bit, um, from what I understand, he couldn't read, uh, sheet music, but he could just play, oh wow, and do it pretty well, yeah, I mean, my, my aunt is a, um, she's a violinist, she teaches violin, she's played with the symphony orchestra, you know, 
And then my mm. father, like I was just about to say, he's he's a jazz musician. You know, plays. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's dabbled in you know guitar and uh, I think flute before. But you know, he did he, he really big on pianos, keyboards. You know, and uh, a lot of the early music that I know of really came from him. You know, a lot of his uh, his jazz and uh, you know, it's a lot of the world music. A lot of you know, just about everything I know about world music. I'll get into that a little bit later. You know, but that came from him. You know, uh, yeah. But he played. He, he played uh, piano with, with several different jazz outfits. He's, you know, played um, some gigs on his own. Uh, I think even in the early '90s, he played with a reggae band for like I want to say, like, like two or three years. He played keyboard for reggae, <laughs> for uh, which I, he doesn't seem to like to talk about. So sorry, pops, I just outed you on the show, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but you know, because it was good stuff. But yeah, he played. Oh, oh, oh! And one more thing, and then I'll turn it over to you real quick. Um, is that uh, my uncle? Um, if you guys are in the St. Louis area, my great uncle Marion, he is the piano man. If you guys ever shopped at um, Macy's in the Galleria, or uh, you had Nordstrom's out there at the West County Center, or I think even Plaza Frontenac, sometimes you know, you see the old. Uh, the old guy there playing the piano, old light skinned uh, black man. Yeah, that's that's my uncle. Tell him hi for me. Tell him I sent you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, what about you? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's about the same. I mean, I, mean, I uh, listen to a lot of music yeah. when I, I was a kid. I mean, growing up with my parents, um, I grew up on a lot of. A lot of jazz and a lot of blues, a lot of blues. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I just remember car trips go, going to DC to pick up my brother from school, and my dad would have two of those old, old uh, cassette briefcases, yeah, just full of, just full <laughs> of like Bobby Blue Bland and BB King, Otis Redding, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I really listened to I didn't you know it wasn't like it is today when little kids got iPods and you know computers and they can listen to anything they want right you know you're really sort of stuck with either the radio or or what your parents listen to right right and you know you I like that you brought that up you know because I remember going over your place you know it doesn't matter what vacation they could be cooking they could be cleaning no matter what there's always some blues on mm-hmm. you know in your dad's uh, office yeah back there where he had the uh the stereo system just cranking it you know yeah yeah and that's pretty much where i got my bass you know i played piano for a little while i was in band in high school so that's about it but oh yeah yeah i never i never played anything you know other than uh you know, if you want to count, uh, you know, some, some some dabbling with DJing and whatnot. You know, I never, uh, you know, I never actually played an instrument, played music. You know, and that's that. You know, that's that's another thing in my family too. I mean, not a, a lot of people did play. Not everyone did, but I don't I don't think you're a Miller. If you know, in my family, I don't think I don't think if you don't at least appreciate music on a right. you know on a, on a grand scale. I mean, if you don't, then I do. It's like, man, you're not of this family. You, <laughs> you know, it's just always been important. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, man, I don't know where to start. I know where I want to go. 
in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, same but, here. I mean, um, but I, I mean, starting really, you know, like, like I said, there there weren't iPods or Spotify, so yeah. you were kind of stuck with what what you had. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, uh, and I had my my little you know tape player too, and my little briefcase of tapes. But when I was five, six, seven, eight, you know. All I really listened to were kids' tapes. You know, I had books on tape. Oh yeah, you know? yeah those tapes were like, yeah. You know, when you hear the tone, turn the page. Exactly. <laughs> Though the only yeah, one that I can remember, those. only one I can remember is the one for "It's a Small World." Oh and my God. After a while, it just made me sick because every page <laughs> they played that "It's a Small World" song. <laughs> and then uh, one time for my birthday. My parents decided to uh, get me a new tape, and it was it was Fat Albert's Rock and Roll Disco. Oh my God! Oh man, speak <sighs> on about this. Oh, it was. I don't know who the actual artist was, but it was supposed to be, you know, Fat Albert's Junkyard Band. It was their album playing, you know, music. Real quick, real quick, can I jump in just for a second? Yeah. Now, if you remember, I know it's kind of a while back, and I don't know if you've done your research on it, but did Cosby have any music in that? No. No. Not on that See, cassette. That is weird. It's kind of weird, you know, considering yep. his involvement. Yeah. And that he played music, you know? Yeah, no, it was, you know, just like a straight cash grab, really. Gotcha. You know, slapping name on it, but it was just these little hokey little songs. <laughs> I, I actually found <laughs> I, I found the album online two years ago. I found it and I downloaded it and just oh, listened to the whole thing. And I'm, I'll put a clip in right here so you can see what I was listening to. Mr. <laughs> Shakespeare, tell me what to do. My girlfriend's gone away and there's no one left to talk to. Mr. Shakespeare, what am I gonna do? Okay, so yeah, that yeah, uh, there's a. Uh, <laughs> I remember that t- you. Were, I remember you playing that a lot. You know, quite a lot. Uh, yeah, as I want. I don't even remember what the song was about. I just remember it was like Mr. Shakespeare. What yeah. am I gonna do, <laughs> girl? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, man. Dad yeah. just took me back, like back to the Beatles days with that one, man. Damn, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, it was stuff like that, and then you know, I'd have like you know Chuck Berry and stuff like that. It wasn't until I was maybe I was in middle school when I really started paying attention to music on the radio, yeah, and different artists. You know, I you know listened to. I grew up in the eighties, so you know I'd heard all the pop music and oh yeah yeah you know, you guys. all the. The people, yeah. Listen, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. No, sorry. I just want to tell the people for reference. You know, if you want to know what we're talking about, just go back to like uh, episode 2.5 when I told you guys about Kid Video. Go on YouTube, look at a few episodes of Kid Video, and that's exactly what we grew up listening to and, li- and hearing in passing. You know, yeah, all that, you know? all that bubblegum pop, that all, everything, um, that rock, that pop. You know, yeah. And and I grew up in a town that was predominantly white, so I had to listen constantly to 
you know, Van Halen and <laughs> and Kiss and Aerosmith and all that stuff. And I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I when when I get get into some of this, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back around to that right there, because um, you know I didn't really know. I mean, I guess you know, I guess you would catch music, you know, some rock music here and there, but I didn't really know anything about rock until the '90s, you know. Yeah, Not really. Yeah, and it it was really really well. I didn't know much about music period until really the late '80s and early '90s when I really started paying attention. See, that's interesting because I mean, I mean, that's the same. That's the same time I started listening too. But see, I'm younger than you are by several years, so um, most people, or it seems to be like most people, want to talk about you know what kind of music you grew up listening to. They always kind of start with like you know maybe twelve, thirteen, you know middle school high school yeah but for me i mean i was listening to music when i was like seven six you know say i was you know and very 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 much into it so it it even people in my age group you know don't even remember you know the public enemy albums you know from like 89 and 1990 and whatever i'm just like oh yeah you're my age what the fuck like i wasn't listening to music back then like how could you not you but then you know but it just seemed the more i had that conversation with different people i just realized damn you know I'm the weird one. I'm the one who was listening to the stuff <laughs> so young, you know, everybody else was just on to whatever, whatever the hell else they were doing, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, really, you know, it, it was stuff like, it was stuff like, uh, Fresh Prince and stuff like that, that sort of yeah. got me into listening to hip hop more, mm-hmm. which, you know, became my, my first, second and third love. Yeah. Same you know, here and I will, I will get into that in a little bit too. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I finally started having money of my own, you know, from allowance or whatnot, yeah, my first, the first tape that I remember buying for myself was, uh, it was one of those compilation greatest hits things. It, it was, uh, Yo MTV Raps Greatest Hits. Yo which, MTV Raps, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Which, uh, it, Talk about it was really, back, man. Yeah. Back when MTV used to be good. Yeah, and they, and that's about the top time that no, we we didn't have MTV yet. But you know, I had this tape because because I had um, parents just don't understand on there, and you know, you start yeah. listening to uh, you start listening to the songs because I've actually got the I, I found it online and, and I pulled up the uh, list. The first track was "Parents Just Don't Understand." Then then it was right. "It Takes Two by Rob Bass, which. Yep. Everyone knows that song. Of course. Then it was, yeah. uh, huh? Oh, no, I'm just saying, if you don't know that song, shame on you. I mean, yeah, yeah. They play, <laughs> it's like they if did. you've been to a karaoke bar, if there's, a, if there's one rap song in there, it's that one. Or a wedding. You've been yeah. to any wedding, they play that song. You yeah, know, then it like, was, uh, then <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Salt and Pepper, Shake Your Thing, uh, Ice yeah, Tea, yeah. High Roller. Too short, but life is too short. Oh, then uh, on the B side, on the other side, it, it was uh, De La Soul, Potholes in My Lawn. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> and and uh, Kid and Play, Getting Funky, Kumo uh, yeah. D, The Wild Wild West, Stessa Sonic, my f- or no, I'm sorry, uh, KRS One, My Philosophy, My Philosophy, then, yep. Yeah, then Stesta Sonic talking all that jazz, and then uh, man, 
Steady B, Serious, the BDP remix of it. And oh, yeah. That, that's when, you know, my mind just exploded because, okay, I've got DJ Chazzy Jeff, but then I've got all these other rappers that I never really knew existed, honestly. Right. And it, it just really sort of opened that door. So then I was buying more of these you know compilation greatest hits tapes and stuff just so i had a sampling of sort of everything you know wow and go ahead oh no no i'm just uh continue your thought man i'm just i when when you're talking about this i mean again you know i'm i'm younger at this point but we're kind of following this you know a very similar uh path here yeah. As far as like you know how we're finding about some of these uh, rap artists, yeah. But but in a different way, you know, what I'm saying and I'll get to that when when you get done here. Yeah, and I mean, it went again. There, there was no internet, so only way you could learn about you know these different rappers or whoever was to buy you know magazines or watch TV. I remember they had magazine, uh, Word Up magazine. It was all a dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was word up, and that, there's another one too. I can't think of it. Uh, um, was it Blackbeat? Was that around back then? Maybe. Maybe I know there, there, there's another yeah. one that was similar to Word Up, but that was your, you know, Rolling Stone for hip hop. Eh? Well, no, it was your Tiger Beat for hip hop. To be <laughs> honest, you know. But, uh, maybe it was Blackbeat then, because maybe it was Tiger Beat and then Blackbeat. It might have been. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. but, you know, then you'd start learning about, oh, they, they've got another album, you know, I'll get that album. So then, then the uh, tape collection started to grow with all these different artists. And then right. I discovered the greatest thing a 13 year old child can discover. What it's was that? Columbia House. Ah, yeah. You yeah, get, damn, dog. You, you and tell people what Columbia House is, man. If you don't, I I think they still have it. I I know they they've got a DVD club now because yeah. I I ju- ju- just got something in the mail the other day about it. But the the Columbia House Music Club, you could it it would be in like every magazine. You'd open up the little flyer, you could pick 12 tapes, and then they would send it to you for a penny. And you would actually tape the penny onto the little postcard that that was in the brochure. So I would pick all these. Some, some of the artists I knew, some of them I didn't. I'd just pick them and I'd write it, you know, write them on there, mail it away. And then the hook is that you have to buy, like, Four more tape tapes at almost twenty bucks a pop back then. You know, it was, it was like fifteen bucks uh, right, for a tape. Right. And I'm a thirteen year old kid with no income <laughs> other than you know allowance. So I just never, <laughs> I just never bought anything else. And back then, you know, they really couldn't come after you because you're a minor. So it's not like, you know, you'd get reported to the credit bureau or something. So, so were you like, well, wait a minute. It's like, uh, you, you, you forget about the other catch, which is, uh, 
they just send you shit automatically. Oh yeah, and you have to see. And then I'm kind of jumping ahead here. I did Columbia House, or I think they had another one called BMG. Uh, yeah, they had one. And this was in the '90s, but by then it was CDs. Um, damn, some of you kids might not even know what CDs are anymore. But you know, when I'm, on, I'm not gonna, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna talk about that right now. But you know, by then it was CDs, and you know, you could actually go online and tell them you didn't want this to come. You know, they said, "Well, we're gonna send you such and such." you want it you say no and if you didn't say if you didn't do it within enough time they mail it to you and then you have to you know return to sender or whatever if you didn't want it but how did that work then if you, with the snail mail you know with the tapes back in those it, days? it was the same thing they they would send this this fat envelope with a big catalog in there and though and on the uh order form it said okay this seat or this tape is coming to you unless oh, you okay. check you know, no, don't send it, or I don't want it. But of course, sometimes I would do it, sometimes I wouldn't, and then the tape would come, and I would <laughs> either, either mom would catch it, and she would just go, go ahead and return to send it after yelling at me, <laughs> or or I would get it and open it and not pay for it, and then we just get the letter saying you need to pay for this, da, 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 and then just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, but, okay. Um, so me, um, like I said, you know, back when, you know, back in the 80s, like I said, kid video, just, 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 just blast, just, just shotgun a few episodes of kid video and you will see exactly what was in my ears, you know, everywhere. Um, the, uh, station, now, my father, like I said, he wasn't one. My pops wasn't really into, uh, popular music, you know what I'm saying, he's more of a jazz head and world music, you know, he a lot of African music, a lot of uh, uh, Portuguese or not Portuguese, uh, Brazilian mm-hmm. you know, music like uh, Sergio Mendes people know oh, yeah. him by now, you know uh, Brazil 66, all of that there's, um, I guess we're kind of jumping ahead here, but there was an artist called, named uh, Milton Nascimento and that was in the mid 90s and he bumped the hell out of that and I actually that album is beating into my brain in a good way. It was really good, you know, but he was always, he was always so eclectic like that. He didn't like popular music at all. Even, um, you know, rap music became popular. He didn't even call it that. He, his, he just called it brain damage. Oh, yeah, my you know, friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it was just that brain damage, you know, this is what he called it, you know. Um, Here's somebody blasting out of their cars, like, ah, turn that brain damage off, you know. <laughs> but, uh, now nah, my mom, my mom's a little more, now she listened to more pop music. I think she was a little more open to uh, just different types of music and stuff. Now she was more of an R&B pop listener. Um, really big into Prince. Oh yeah. Yeah. We come oh my from, God. From line of Prince fans. Between, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> between uh, uh, her and my brother and, and me, that, that's three generations of, uh, of yeah, Prince man. fans. These pe- yeah, she blasted the hell. And Okay, and, and I, I guess this is kind of chronological because uh, Batman '89 oh, soundtrack. Yeah. That soundtrack is also beaten into my brain because my mom loved Prince, but you know we were little kids; she couldn't play a lot of his shit around us, uh-uh. and so that's the one she would always go to. And actually, you know that I mean I I, I know that thing forwards backwards. <laughs> yeah. She played it so much, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, she wore that tape out. Yeah, she did. I you know it. I'm surprised that even she she only had one copy because she played the hell out of it. Um, 
if I, I make the joke all the time that remember Electric Chair? Mm-hmm. The second, the second track. That's the one in the chorus where he's like, "If a man is considered guilty for yeah. what goes on in his mind, give me the electric chair for all my future crimes." Oh, now, <laughs> now that was '89 or '88 whenever he recorded it, but that was the '80s. Fast forward to like what 2001, and that's Minority Report with Tom Cruise. He foretold that fucking movie, man. <laughs> I always say that, bro. Like, but uh, yeah, that's a good record. But so again, you know, Janet Jackson, a lot of Janet Rhythm Nation. That's like one of the best. Uh, I, I love I love that record to this day. And, you know, just because she always played it in the car. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, as far as me and myself, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I liked all this kind of stuff in my, in my baby book. My mom wrote that I loved. Uh, my favorite song was uh. Uh, celebration by Cool in the Gang. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and like I remember being even younger than that, maybe like, uh, or excuse me, being younger than where I was going. You know, it was in the late eighties. I'm thinking in the mid eighties, early eighties. I remember uh, Emergency. That was my shit. Yeah, they used to come on the radio. <laughs> Emergency. That was, and uh, what's cool about that is I think my brother. Uh, I want to say this was. Oh, maybe about 10 years ago he went to a garage sale and you know, with his mom and they bought a bunch of just just a bunch of random stuff and they ended up with some um, some vinyl records and he knew I was collecting vinyl at the time and he just said hey you know I know you like Cool in the Gang I, you know or I think my mom said you like Cool in the Gang so here I picked you up there. and it's emergency I still have him like oh dude I <laughs> <laughs> so you and I were on the sync on a weird wavelength, but yeah, man. So I have that on vinyl. Um, but yeah, you know. Uh, so we get to um, rap music, and see, this is. Um, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to act like it's so. I, I don't want to get to uh, pie in the sky, sappy story about it. But you know, this is right around the time when my parents divorced. All right, so a lot of change, a lot of things going on. My father gave me his boombox. It was a um, Radio Shack brand called Realistic. He gave me his boombox, and uh, you know he would let me hold on to it. You know, and I was—that's uh, when I discovered. First of all, just you know, flipping channels on it. But that's when I discovered the, the the record button because it never seemed to work with any of the tapes before. But then one day, I think there was one one cassette I had for some reason. It it allowed that bre- that button to be depressed. And it recorded everything that was on the radio over the top of it. I'm like, oh, well, I just ruined this tape. You know, I can't get my stuff back. But I mean, I just figured out how to make mixtapes basically back when I was like, <laughs> I was like seven, you know? Yeah, those were good old days. You can make yeah. a mixtape. And I taped over like three little pigs or something like that. Oh, I you don't know how to do that trick? Oh, well, I didn't. Well, see, I didn't know at the time. Oh. I didn't know. The, I didn't know the little tabs at the top. You know, I didn't know about that. But this thing, I guess the manufacturers didn't take those tabs out. And so nice. it came like that, you know. So I just, you know, I'm recording, so I'm recording music, you know, just all different stations. Um, anyway, so, um, but yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the radio all the time, you know, and, um, you know, I start getting into, uh, you know, the rap music, you know, I'm sounding kind of like, okay, I kind of like this stuff, you know, uh, Houdini, they had a song called uh, The Good Part. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And yeah. We gonna get to the good part. When we gonna get to the good part? Go down to. I remember that. That was, I like that song. You know, uh, I mentioned two point five. I like the Fat Boys a lot <laughs> back then. You know, it was just uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Fresh Prince, like you were saying. 
just uh, you know, a lot of the more, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. And then, um, I guess when we moved, I mean, this is St. Louis at the um, U City at the time, and I'm, you know, really just kind of starting getting into music or whatever. And you know, MC Hammer was out, and a bunch of others that um, my uh, my buddy who I met like the first day we moved, um, the first day of class, this Korean kid named uh, Gi Hoon. That was my boy. Um, you know, he wasn't into music, you know, we, we were cool because we liked video games and some other stuff, you know, but he, you know, rap music, whatever. Um, I had another friend down the block named Marcus, um, and nowadays, you know, he's a hip-hop head, you know, he's been since, you know, for quite a long time, but, you know, back then, you know, it was kind of like what his parents listened to, so he was into classical, which blew my mind, you know, <laughs> his players were listening <laughs> to classical music. So, my two best friends didn't really know anything about this rap music, so... Um, I guess that's the reason why it was kind of special to me because it's something that's the first thing I kind of had to navigate on my own. You know, yeah. my parents didn't like it, my friends didn't, and so I'm just kind of figuring out this stuff for myself. And so this one day, and here's here's what happens. You know, when you said it happened to you when you got this uh, this compilation. Uh, it happened for me when um, our neighbors next door is. I know one of those names is Quran. I can't remember the rest of them, but. They were outside with some tapes or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, where's listening to?" He's like, "Oh, you like you like rap music?" I said, "Yeah." They had um, Humpty Dance. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of singles. You know, that's back when you you know there weren't MP3s, kids. There weren't you know, it, it, it just you, you you wanted a song, you could record it off the radio, or you can get the real version of it by buying a single cassette. You know, and they had a bunch of stuff. So they're just out there just playing tapes or whatever. And he says, uh, "Do you watch you, do you watch Channel 58? If you like music, I said, "Oh, I don't have cable." I said, no, nah, no, nah, you don't need cable to get Channel 58. I was like, what do you mean? Um, quick aside, you had to flip. We The television used to have knobs. That's why we say turn the channel, because you literally turned the knobs, you know. And there was a, with your you know, channel 2, 4, 5, so whatever, you know. And then on the second knob, that was called a UHF. Uh, and it stood for ultra high frequency. And that's where you could get channels like Fox, um... But and Fox was thirty at the time. But now he told me, "No, nah, if you turn it to fifty-eight, you can see music videos." I said, "It's called the jukebox." Oh, I was like, "Really?" So yeah, so I go on there and I get home that night and I turn it on and they're playing uh, Sir Mix a Lot, Posse on Broadway. You know, I'd never heard that song before, and they played a bunch of stuff. I mean, I uh, some some stuff that I heard of like like Belle Biv DeVoe, um, you know, MC Hammer that was getting played, and then fucking uh straight out of Compton comes on I'm like whoa who is this you know NWA I don't know anything about this song and then uh uh Compton's Most Wanted you know I've noticed the pattern a lot of these guys coming from Compton you know MC8 he had a song called One Time that was that used to get played a lot it was like uh and then Public Enemy was up there and Ice-T and 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 I mean, just uh, Boogie Down Productions, you know, mm-hmm. KRS-One. I'm just like, wow. I'm just like finding out all these. Uh, so I'm going to school and asking people about it. Some people know, like, oh, I didn't know you listen to music like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you watch the jukebox? Like, no, nah, what's that? So I'm, I'm proselytizing for the jukebox now. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> bringing people in, you know. So, uh, yeah, but um, they eventually changed the name to The Box. Some of you guys might be familiar with that. But that's really where hip-hop kind of took off for me was, like, you know, I didn't. I didn't have money for tapes either, you know, and my parents weren't buying no tapes for me, so, I mean, I, I could listen to the radio, I could record off of uh, the radio, or I could watch the jukebox and just zone out for hours, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, once we got MTV, that's, you know, what I did. I watched a lot of MTV because <laughs> I'd watch Yo! MTV raps. I, I remember go, going to a friend's house and just yeah. watching Yo! constantly. Wow. You know, but yeah. uh, let's uh, take a quick break here and we'll All come right. back and, and talk about some of our favorite artists from the, the era, the 80s and 90s there. Yeah. Alright, so come right back, folks. I don't give a damn if it cracks my back window. C to the O to the O to the L to the I to the N to the F to the R to the O to the N to the T to the I to the N. That means I'm chilling. Ice Cube is down with the PE. Now every single bitch wanna see me. Big Daddy is smooth words to mother. Let's check out a flick that exploits the color. Now I'ma say this one time, boy, and that's my word. We rock the shot to knock fire through the Hindenburg. The contribution is clear. You add water to bone and get the Jurassic vibe on the microphone. Now if you like the tone and how the harmonies, Jerry's with last names like Burns. Niggas, get your hands off your crash, come to terms with yourself. If you don't get any bigger, pink caddy driving black boots stomping. Yes, I'm that kind of nigga. Brother Jay, what you say? Brother Jay, brother Jay, what you say? Brother Jay, what you say? Brother Jay, what you say? Yeah. Okay, and we're back. Yeah, yeah, folks. Uh, yeah. What, what, what did we tell you? We told you we could talk at length for you know and totally get lost in this conversation. We didn't take a break well, yeah. until now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this can go for a while, folks. Yeah, this might be our first two-hour episode. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, anyway, now you sort of know our history a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk about some of our, our favorite artists from back then. Oh, man. You know, where, uh, what really hooked you, and you had to get all of them. Ah, uh, jeez. Let me think. Uh, well... Again, I couldn't really buy music back then, and so I had to record it off the radio. So, um, which the rap, the the station that played rap here was uh, Magic One Hundred Eight. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, it was actually one hundred seven point seven, but they called it one hundred eight. Um, now, oh man, so I mean, I just I would I had, I mean, we were supposed. To, I think my bedtime at the time was like eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock. But I had the little headphones plugged in. I had the, the, the boombox down there at the, at, <laughs> at the, on the floor behind the bed. <laughs> I had that plugged in so I could... Now my brother would go to sleep. He would knock out pretty pretty quick. And I'd just have my headphones in. And I'd just be listening and recording, trying to record like anything I could, you know? Oh, yeah. I always had mixtapes. Yeah. Uh, pulling stuff off. Of, had, had to wait till 6, six o'clock because that's when Kevy Kev came on. Kevy Kev! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Kevy Kevy came him on, and then he did uh, "Pump It or Dump It" at seven fifteen, where they would play two song, two new songs, and then people would call in to vote whether, you know, vote for one song or the other that that would enter the rotation for the week. And let me tell you something, man; those days are gone. No, yeah, they don't do stuff like that anymore. They can't because mm-hmm. radio, and the reason why radio sucks. It's because you have to play. They have a playlist of like 40 or 45 songs that they're bound to. And they can only play those songs. They can't break any new records. They, I mean, you know, a DJ used to be able to program his own show. You know, it used to be like, okay, well, make sure you get this one in there. But other than that, you know, 
Right. Play what you want. You know, now, I mean, it, nowadays, you know, you don't have an opportunity to even put anything new into the rotation, you know, unless some, you know, some suit in New York has to tell you what to play. And that's why, I mean, back then it was different, though. It was different. Yeah. So, yeah. Pump it a dump it. I, <laughs> I think I had a few tapes when I actually recorded the whole pump it a dump it segment and didn't just, it didn't just, uh, Oh, I I would record all the Kevin Kelly show from six o'clock to nine when when it switched to the Quiet Storm. See, I never had enough tapes for that though, because you know you can only get like ninety minutes or sixty. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't. Ah, uh, see again, uh, there weren't MP3s. There weren't, you know, <laughs> we couldn't do this kind of stuff. You kids, we couldn't stream stuff. Uh-uh. We had to record on these on on these cassette tapes that you got forty five minutes aside or. 30 minutes aside, depending on which ones you got, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I always try to get as much on there as I could and just hope the tape wouldn't cut off in the middle of something I really wanted. That happened to me quite quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah, me uh, too. You'd get half a song and then you'd flip it over and get the other half of the song. Oh, God. That was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, being a, a kid back in the 80s and 90s was tough. Yeah. We, we didn't ever... Uh, our iPod and iTunes or we could just go and click a button and get the one song that we want, you know. Or we couldn't just go on YouTube and just pull up anything at random. I mean you had to wait till somebody played this fucking song and you had to be there. You had to be right there with the on that pause button, ready to let it go and let it record. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some songs that you just can't find anymore. And I'm putting I'm putting the word out right now. In nineteen 19- 94 or 95 there was a song with Criss Cross and Snoop Dogg called One to the Two I cannot find that song anywhere I know it existed because I had it on a cassette tape because I recorded it off the radio but I can't find any mention of it on the internet I can't find a copy of it on the internet if anyone has it I will pay you for it. Oh shit! Wait a minute, no, I don't know that song. I don't. But is that what? Is that why? Is that what Doggy uh, Doggy Dog World, the first verse? Is that what that was about? When he's like, uh, when uh, I, 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 I've been told that he was dissing Crisscross with that, and he was like, you know, use a flea. And I'm now when he's like, uh, what did he say? Do you think you got the bomb because I rolled you a joint? You know, because they came out with the bomb. They're kind of yeah. like, kind of like, kind of like Dr. Dre music. They kind of tried to make a chronic, the Junior Chronic album yeah. right there. Yeah, because it came out before that first, but before his second album, it came out right around the time the bomb came out. Yeah, I want to. Damn, I, damn, I want to hear the song too now. I wonder. <laughs> It's, it only exists in, in my mind now, I think, but I know it was real. I, I think, just can't. Yeah. I just can't find the cassette tape. I used to have it recorded. On. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't take it back. That was part of the fun of it, man. You had to hunt. You'd be like, "Oh man, I got it! I recorded the song," and you'd be so excited when you finally got it. Just let it go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, man, but we were talking about some of our favorite artists. I mean, you mentioned uh, potholes in my lawn, and. Uh, yeah, De La. Now that De La to this day is my favorite group. Now, before I mean, it, as far as favorite rappers, I don't have a single. Fa- I have so many guys I like for different reasons, but you know, just a group. 
that's De La Soul. And they weren't always, but I think I kind of, that, that kind of set in for me, like, later in the 90s. Like, you know what, this group, they never made a whack record to me. You know, I like all their music. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, it's really good, honest. It's fun, but it's knowledgeable. You know, it's just uh, it's everything I wanted in the music. They do it, you know. But uh, Potholes was good. I remember you played it. I think was it, it was that same tape then, wasn't it? Was, it? it was that tape, yeah. Yeah, you played it. I like that song. But where I fell in love with them was uh, the second album. when they, uh, I was in fifth grade, and they came out with uh, Ring, Ring, Ring. Oh, yeah. That was that was the joint, man. I just, I, I had that on, on, on a, I'd record that off of a Kevy Kev show. One night and I just I played it over and over again, you know. Until one thing, I, I think one day I accidentally hit record and, uh, and messed it up. But <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but yeah, that was my that was that was my stuff right there. Um, man. I, <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, for me, at that it when uh, Public Enemy hit when I was at that sort of weird transitional just about to hit puberty phase and when I'm, right. when you're trying to quote unquote find yourself yeah <laughs> so i you know i that hit hit find me yourself and, not discover yourself yeah find yourself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it clear for everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah when you're try, trying to you know figure out who you are i mean that hit me in a weird sort of place but it it resonated with me i don't know why but they were my my favorite artists pretty much all through high school i mean I, I still listen to everything under the sun like one time we were out doing something and i had my headphones on and i was listening to i was actually listening to de la sing so my what brings with that causing all fat i'm responsible for your diet keep it quiet yo i got beats it was when uh, Balloon Mind State came out their third yes. album. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm listening to Dela, but I'm actually singing uh, uh, Wu Tang out loud. I was singing Cream, you know, I, I was, you know, whole song, every every verse. And so somebody asked me, you know, oh, are you listening to uh, Wu-Tang Clan? I was like, no, I'm listening to De La. And they, they just looked at me like, why are you listening to one <laughs> but singing the other? And I was like, I don't know. That's what popped in my head. Wow. So, I... <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the way my mind works. I'm just constantly got music in my head and I'm just, you know, it can be all over the place. I have never done that while actually listening to a song, but you know I'll get like a song or a beat in my head and like freestyle to it or like attempt to like mix the song in my head with like another uh like like, like with other lyrics mm-hmm. in my head, but not actually while in my headphones listening to one song. <laughs> That's it. No. I never done that. I never. I didn't think there's anything wrong with it until he brought it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I am." Hey, I will say, ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just- <laughs> I guess I am singing. Why am I doing this? Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I mean, you know, I in high school I became the the rap guy, basically. Well, I shouldn't say that because I was like the only black guy in high school. Y'all were gonna say, uh, yeah, that's. But <laughs> I, I mean, if if no surprise. If a a song came out, I probably knew I I knew verses of stuff. I knew dates of when 
when albums were, were coming out, I knew the number of albums, I knew the track numbers, I knew, you know, just because I would study the stuff. Yeah. I, I'd sit and read the liner notes, and and when they used to package the the lyrics in the cassette tapes, I would just read those along with the song, you know? Yeah, yeah, see, and I didn't have that luxury again. You know, my mom, you know, she did not, she didn't mind that I listened to rap, but she didn't, she wouldn't buy any for me. She wouldn't let me buy it. <laughs> she wouldn't let me buy some, you know, stuff with any parental advisory stickers on it. You know, she was always really big. Like I, I told you, like, you know, with Mortal Kombat, she did not want me to have that, you know? Yeah. Just, and, you know, hey, I, you know, good, you know, mom was a good woman, you know, said, but whatever, you know, but I, I, I had to have this stuff. I love this music. People around me are all listening to it too. And, I had to have it, you know. So I'm just like, I, I would, I, I would, uh, I would have people. I would go get blank tapes, and then have people dub them for me, you know. Oh yeah, I did you know, tons I, of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had people dub stuff for me. I would, um, you know, borrow stuff, you know, or listen to it for a while, and you know, loan them a tape or something like that, you know. But uh, yeah, so I never had, I, for for the most part, I didn't have liner notes in front of me, so I had to actually listen. And do a whole lot of rewinding and and and, and playing over again to kind of to, to to drill it in, you know. what I'm saying that's how I had to get that's how I had to get my lyrics, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. Public Enemy. I like Public Enemy a lot too, and it was cool because I mean, the, the reason Public Enemy was so great is just because they. I mean, everything they were talking about. I mean, obviously, but the music. The music, like the whole, like the Bomb Squad, the way they did production, just the way they did the song, and like uh, uh, Chuck D, his delivery, and then Flavor Flav, you know, and all his his ad libs and all this crazy. It was crazy, you know. what I'm saying I'm a little kid, you know. I'm not quite understanding everything they're talking about, <laughs> but you know, it was all good music to me. You know, nine one one was a jo- nine one one was a joke that used to come on. That was my song, you know. I didn't, gr- you know, it wasn't until a couple years later I started to understand. Oh, okay, he's talking about, you know emergency response in, in in poor neighborhoods you know i you know burn hollywood burn you know they're talking about black exploitation and you know still going on today you know i but i love oh, the song you know burn hollywood burn that yeah. song that song sticks out for me because that's the first song that i really learned and knew every word every lyric and i could do it double speed <laughs> I probably could still do it if I, if I sat down and tried, but I mean, I could just, I was like the micro machine man with that song. <laughs> Seriously, I and I'd get every word right, but I'd just shotgun through it, you know, just do the whole song. Yeah. Oh, that's that's I don't know why, but... Uh, yeah, Bird, Hollywood Bird, yeah, that was, that was good. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I liked, um, well, by then... By then they split off and become Del Biv DeVoe and then I think uh, Ralph Trezvan had gone solo. But I loved, uh, I like New Edition. They used to come on. Well, first of all, I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, you didn't like New Edition, what's wrong with you? But, yeah. you know, they used to come on the jukebox a lot. And by then, I mean, these are older songs, but they didn't have that many videos up there at the time anyway. So a lot of older stuff was getting played, like, because uh, uh, I think, you know, like I said, the group had already broken up, but they're still playing Cool It Now. <laughs> on a, on a, <laughs> a jukebox, you know, with like you know the basketball court and they're, they're break dancing on the basketball court and stuff, you know, while they sing mm-hmm. the song, you know, you're like, cool it now, snow 
down. You know, it's like <laughs> that was my joint, man. You know, that was that was good. I liked uh man, uh Ah, I, I shouldn't be drawing a blank like this, man. Considering everything we were talking about, man. But yeah, it was, it was and so all much we were talking stuff. about. Yeah, there's, the, there's tons of yeah. Of I mean, stuff. I'm just gonna start rattling off names, man. I mean, Heavy D, you know, love you know, uh, uh, X Clan, you know, the first, uh, again another group. I didn't quite understand what all they were talking about, but the music was banging, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, says at the end of every track, you know, it's okay. Um, MC Hammer, obviously, you know, I mean, it, you you couldn't escape him. He was everywhere. Yeah. Your mom listened to MC Hammer. Yeah, my mom liked MC Hammer. She didn't like rap music, but she liked some Hammer. Yeah, you know, um, my <laughs> my papa liked Hammer. He said <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't like Michael Jackson anymore. He said, Nah, I like Michael. He's too. It's, all that, it's the same old jerky kicking and dancing. He said, I like that. I like that Hammer boy. He tried. He tried to do the typewriter. It was the most hilarious thing I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, fucking yeah, MC Light. You know, I like, I like, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, man. Oh oh oh, a tribe called Quest. You know, when they came out with like the uh, Benita Apple Bomb. You know, that was that was that was out at the time. That was kind of a, it. It was different. You know, yeah. it just seemed really like slowed down and just different from most yeah. of the stuff. But like, I I kind of like these guys. You know, okay, okay, so. Tribe was there, um, you know. Uh, LL Cool J, I think that was, you know, I think back then LL Cool J was probably my favorite rapper. He might have been, um, and it's funny. I guess he he and he and Ice Cube I kind of put in the same category because it's like I, I, deep down I'll always be a fan, but you know, the, to me the, like the the first four albums are really all I ever need. You know, after that. They might have had a joint here and there, I liked, but you know, for the most part, it's just it's kind of it's kind of whatever, you yeah. know. But deep down, I'm always a fan. I see him, you know. I'm always like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I watched part of the 2012 Grammys, you know, because because LL Cool J was hosting, and then you know, tuned in part of that. Just I thought it was so cool to see a full circle, you know. When I was a kid, I usually cared about award shows back then, you know. LL, he would be on there to perform or to get an award, you know. Now he's hosting, you know, like ah, oh, this is this is cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Man, I could go on, you know, I, I really could. And I have to after blog a lot of this stuff, man. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to because I know we're jumping around more than normal, but there's so much we want to talk about that we just kind of drawing blanks. Yeah, and well but, like we said, you like like all episodes, hey, they, this, we're not done. There'll be others. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna touch on it. We're just giving you a, a base right now. Yeah, speaking of uh we'll focus. The base and uh, uh, real quick though, I want to talk about uh, real quick. I want to jump into the to the early '90s, or I guess the mid '90s, um, because by then, by then we had cable at my mom's house. You know, my dad had cable, but you know, we see him on the weekends. You know, I might you know see some. You know, we mostly watching some Nickelodeon, you know, or you know some other stuff that came on, or you know, you catch what you could on the weekends, you know. But right, um, we finally got. I want to say this is '94. We finally got cable at my mom's house, and I could watch every day, you know, anything, you know, weekday stuff. And that's when I discovered MTV. And this is like back in the era, back when they were on the, they were only on their, on their second real world, or the third real world, or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Back when, before, you know, reality TV is the circus it was today. It was back then. It actually, I'm sure it was all staged, but it actually seemed like an experiment back then, you know. Um, but they had, you know, they had 
uh, MTV Jams. Just came over in the morning with Bill Bellamy. He'd be at the oh, yeah. on the beach, you know, playing rap and R and B music or whatever. But before that, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was also on the beach, and it was like one of the other hosts, and they'd play mostly rock music. And I never liked rock growing up, and I'm just like, okay, well, all right, it's whatever. But then watching those those shows, I was like, okay, you know, this this rock stuff isn't so bad after all. You know, this is uh, this is yeah, this is definitely '94 because this is Green Day back in the Dookie era. Okay, this yeah. Is, uh, Aerosmith had an album. I, I did, you know, I didn't like Aerosmith, but I like that stuff they're coming out with at that at that moment for whatever reason. I like some of that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, Nirvana, just I guess that uh, Soundgarden, just that whole alt, alt rock, which which I come to find out later was all you know a movement at the time, you know. But this to me is just okay. This is rock music, all right, whatever. So I got yeah. into it, and and I I, I kind of got into some of that stuff. And then what happened is, um, we moved across town, and now we're in an area where it's like you know, it's, I mean, it, it, it was it was pretty diverse, but you know, majority white. Uh, uh, student body or whatever, so I'm getting there, and I'm in there. And, you know, a lot of these people are listening. They want, they want, they got their Green Day shirts on or whatever, uh, whatever Nirvana shirts, and you know, and, and, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I listen to some of that. Yeah, I just started getting to kind of get into that. But then what I noticed is a lot of them were really elitist when it came to like rap music. They're really kind of down talking, you know, rap music like it's just nothing. And that was my love, you know. what I'm saying hello, so I was like, okay, well, you know, all right, they don't. They, they, you know, I'm not, I'm not listening to their stuff anymore. You know, they don't like my stuff, so that kind of, so it was kind of that. There was so I, I didn't listen to rock to rock again for like another four or five years, but, um, but on top of that, you know, you're talking about '94. You're talking about the peak of like the second golden era of, of rap. So I mean, even if, even if that hadn't happened, I think I'd have fallen out of rock anyway because there was so much good rap music out the time. You know, just, oh yeah. I mean, talk about that, that, that underground is that East Coast stuff, you know, and like, the West was, you know, at a fever pitch, you know, just the, the New York, the stuff coming out of New York was just crazy, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, well, I had to listen to all that rock all the time, too. Every house party <laughs> I went to was, was, I remember this one, this one house we used to go to all the time. It seemed like the only album they would play is that first Offspring album. Separated. Ah, Offspring. And over and over again. You gotta keep them separated. Yeah. Ah, oh, that oh, was my joy. I love that song. I hate that. That was one song. of them. That was one of them that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that song. But then, you know. Dude, when the show's off, I'm listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> Be my guest, cause I hate it. Oh, God, I love that song. Yeah, go ahead. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it, for me, my friends were a lot, they were white, but they were, they listened to a lot of the, the gangster rap. Oh, that yeah. those around at the time about the NWA and the the Compton's most wanted. Real quick, you know, real easy. quick, yeah, real quick. So I mean, what did what did they think of that? I mean, you're talking about you know that that 
that city and these kids, I mean, are they relating to this stuff? I mean, or was it like... No. It's popular? I mean, I'm just, just wondering. Just it was know. cool. Just because oh, okay. it, it was, okay. you know, popular at the time. Gotcha. You know. I mean, there were a couple of my friends who, who were enlightened enough to sort, sort of, you know, understand <laughs> it. But for the most part, no, it, it's it's what's playing on MTV and it's cool. Okay. No, it's all and, that. You know, fair enough. It sounded good. You might listen to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was always, you know, the go-to guy to find out who, you know, who sang what and when. But then I fell out of the whole gangster rap thing for a while because I was listening to more of the East Coast stuff because I thought the East Coast stuff was even edgier. Not mm-hmm. so much the lyrical content I mean you know it wasn't you know cop killer every every song but just the the beats were I think edgier it wasn't a constant funkadelic uh, sample right right you know it was jazz and and yeah you had guys like uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad from from Quest and you had DJ Premier my man doing some some just really sort of edgy stuff you know so I was more into them and I you know groups like uh like DOS Effects and yeah fuck uh, yeah Jerry the Damager um Although Smith I gotta, Wesson I, I gotta say though DOS Effects um yeah, my heart did break a little bit when I saw Brian Austin Green on 90210 like, singing uh, They Want Effects. Or no, nah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was singing. I he was singing it on the show. I, really? Uh, I, I saw it. I saw it. He was in his headphones just jamming out. I said, oh, God. <laughs> I kind of soured me for a minute, but. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man, nah, um, you were saying Dasa Jeru, you mentioned? Yeah, Jeru the Damager. Um, God, who Nas, a track request. Well, I really wasn't into Nas until the his second album. Is that really? the one with If I Rule the World? Really? Yeah. So I mean, thematic? I I liked uh, Whose World Is This, but other than that, I never really got into it until oh, his second album. I mean, I've I've listened to it since, but really, his, his second album was you know more. Right, it, right. It it hooked me more than his first one did. Ah, uh, nah, man. Whose world? And that, that was cool. And then, uh, was one of uh, uh, fuck. What am I? I'm, I'm brain farting, man. Um, it ain't hard to tell. You know, that oh yeah. Like, wow. Like this, they, they, he just blew my whole mind, man. Because he was just, I mean, just just the, the stuff he was spitting. I mean, I'm 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 what twelve, thirteen at the time listening. I'm like, you know, this cat's really. He's really going in, you know what I'm saying? And it's like all the beats or whatever, and just, you know, the way he was flowing, the stuff he was. I mean, I, uh, he, to me, he just kind of rewrote the rules, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like when, um, I, I guess, kind of Biggie Smalls kind of did to to an extent. But, um, like, like, like we were just saying, you know, you had like all, all the Snoop Dogg, and, you know, Tupac was out of jail, you know, he, with the Amigas, uh, the world, whatever, and that stuff was like most popular, you know, um, but then Nas came along with that stuff, and it's not as... It, it, I don't think it was burned up the charts as much, but then they played that, I'm just like, to me, that was just... That, that was just like the heart and soul of it right there. Man. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> quick quick aside, I remember when Tupac's album came out, the, the um, 
All Eyes on Me, the two-disc CD. Right. I remember when that came out, and I don't know how, but I was in, in school on, on release date, but I knew my mom was going to St. Louis to go for a dentist appointment. I don't know how, but I talked her into buying it for me, <laughs> and she actually did it, which, which rarely happened. <laughs> you know, I, I gave her the, you know, my grass cutting money to do it, but, but this is a woman who uh, found my uh, my low end theory, a tribe called Quest tape, and threw it in the trash just because she saw the name of that one track. Um, uh, classic example of a date rape. Oh, are you kidding me? She just read the title. She, she didn't listen to to the album. She just saw that title and thought oh, there was something I shouldn't listen to, and she wow. threw it away. Damn, man. But then, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that was a fucked up night because I came home and I, I was throwing something in the trash and I saw the tape in the trash, so I, I grabbed it and I <laughs> I took it back to my room. But then I, I played dumb. I was like, hey, have you seen... I, I think I, I left a tape in the car and Mom was like, yeah, I threw it away. I was like, well, it's not there now. I was like, well... It's gone. You shouldn't have left it in the car with with, with lyrics and words like that. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, man. jokes on you because I got it back already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, we gotta take a quick aside here too with my mom because, like I said, you know, I couldn't. She wouldn't let me buy stuff like that, and so you know, I, I had a lot of dub copies and stuff. But when I got old enough and started having, you know, allowance, and then later, you know, a job or whatever, mm-hmm. I um, what I would do is I would go. And, you know, I, I would go on my own time. I would go get the stuff myself, you know. Back then, I don't think that... Right. I don't even think they enforce it anymore these days, even though they say they do. But, you know, I could walk in there, you know, buy whatever tape I wanted. And no one would say anything to me about it. And, um... But so what I did was I had these things hidden. I had all these different places where I stashed my cassettes at. You know, they would look at, like, in, you know, board games that we didn't play. They'd be in the box down there. I had, like, a... <laughs> a pair of, <laughs> pair of rollerblades or something that I did, you know, back when rollerblading was a thing. It had tapes down in there inside the skates or whatever. But then what I would have to do is, you know, if I said I was going to buy it, if they knew I was going somewhere to buy a tape, you know, and then I came back without tapes, then they, you know, they know. So what I would always do, I'd always have to buy something clean. So I'd always end up with some R&B shit that I didn't actually want. So I spent a lot of money that I didn't really want to on other stuff, you know, and I had, I had, I had, I had a Spice Girls tape at one point, do you believe that? <laughs> because, because, I had to know, like, hey, I just want to go and get a tape, I wouldn't, I think I was buying, um, god, I don't even remember what I bought, or what album, but I remember that, to, as a cover-up, I had to get something else, so that's what I was doing, man, and I just, I'm telling you, and the stuff I had to go through to get this stuff, and I want to say that she knew that I had this, this stuff, because, I mean, I, I don't, if she didn't, hey, you know, great, you know, uh, but I, I want to say that she knew when there was just kind of like this silent agreement, okay, oh, like, okay, you know, you're going to listen to this, I don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, don't repeat it, don't be playing it, you know what I'm saying, so I, I want to say that's how it was, I, I, I got to believe they found that stuff and just never said anything to me about it, but uh, yeah, man, I had, to, I had to go through some shit to get my music, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too, but I learned early. That a lot of albums before Walmart banned everything and and made artists record a uh, a clean version, I found out that 
some albums, if they don't have that parental advisory sticker on there, some albums Walmart would sell that had, you know, yeah. curse words still in it. Because I bought, uh, I bought Balloon Mind State at Walmart, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because so it, it didn't have a, a label on it, so they sold it. Right, yeah, a lot of those, um, yeah, I, think, I don't think any of the Tribe albums had stickers on them or anything, you know, a lot of stuff went under the radar, so I can get away with stuff like that, you know, but, yeah, man. Yeah. But let's take a, another break, and we'll come back for more rambling. More music, <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see you on the other side. All right. Can't see a thing like 
move stuffing on the air. We take the box, dead like Fox on air. What's up, TikTok? Oops, shiver me to my And we're back. Yeah, yeah, man. Ah, I'm just saying, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I can just we can sit here on this uh, on this episode and just just ramble the whole time, man. Because I'm telling you, I got so many, so many just disjointed and unfocused memories about <laughs> about music. But I yeah. just count how it is, man. Yeah, because I, I mean, for me in my brain, I've got you know all of these moments in my life that have happened that. I've sort of associated with music, right? Because because a certain song will be playing when when so and so happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's you know it's a trip because that's that's really kind of how I sort of remember what year certain stuff came out. Because I'll be like, okay, I heard that song when I was at so and so's party and got in a fight. So that was '94. <laughs> Or right, something like that, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, like when I was talking about, okay, we had cable at this point, and we were at this house at this point, so I know when this this must have been like you know ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, we moved here at this time. This is eighty, this is eighty nine or eighty eight, you know. But uh, yeah, man, I want to talk real quick. Um, the late nineties, though. Now, I'm by now I'm a junior or senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I alluded to this earlier. I was talking about golden eras of, of hip hop, and that's like. Arguably, there's two. It's like 88, 89, and then you have maybe 92 to about like 97 or 98. Mm. And I mean, that's just kind of where that, that's just in general. That's where people kind of put them. You know, it's, it's subjective. But 98 was interesting to me because, well, one, I liked it kind of the way it started out because to me, I mean, Rap City on BEC, for instance, like that was that was a show. It didn't matter what was on there, or it didn't matter who was on there. If they had a, if, if it had a video, they just played it, you know. So yeah. you could hear some of the more popular stuff right next to, you know, Camp Low or somebody like that. You know, you have oh, like, yeah. you know, a, a, um, you know, hieroglyphics were getting played, you know, right next to, you know, uh, uh, I think Master P had just kind of started, you know, burning up at that at, at, at that moment, you know. So back to back. Nah, nah, nah. Oh God! Yeah, yeah why did he even bring his name up? Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, uh <laughs> but yeah. And then after that, it changed. It changed. Like all of a sudden, now, like a lot of the, I guess the the the, the artists that were more. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to def- put a uh, definition quite on it, but I just, yeah, I just, I just started noticing you started hearing a lot, whole lot of the same thing over and over again. It seemed like you know, like after after Puff Daddy and all those things kind of changed it, where, where everything just became you know, just 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 
big business, big money, and all this stuff like that. And then all the music kind of started to sound like that, and then everything else kind of got pushed to the side, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I also noticed, like, right here in this city, in particular, you know, they stopped playing. Like, I remember in the early 90s, you know, like, you'd hear Fushnikens, or, no, maybe not even the early 90s, in the mid-90s, and they came with their second album, which, you know, wasn't that great, but... Yeah, I like that one. I mean, it was, but I'm just saying, you know, for the most part, people were kind of, the landscape had changed, people had kind of moved off of them, you know, people didn't really do a whole lot, but, you know, they, uh, but now, Breakdown, that was my shit, (laughs) we gotta Mm -hmm. play that one, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you would hear that in, like, the top, remember, they do the top eight at eight on, um, oh, yeah, on 108, yeah, they do a top eight, and that stuff would kind of be, that stuff would be in there, you hear all kind of stuff in there, you knew what, and then somewhere it became like everything was like something from New Orleans or from Atlanta, you know, Tennessee, whatever, Texas. And it just kind of became like, okay, now everything they're listening to is like all this Southern music. And one, it's because it started getting popular at the time. But two, it's because like regionally, you know, when, when radio stations kind of started to get bought up by larger companies or larger corporations, you know, now you have no kind of define what to play in each market. So now... You know, you only hear like one thing. Right. It's getting played anymore. So, you know, it, 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 like I remember Magic One Way became the Master P channel for the longest, you know? Yeah, and, and then just, Nelly came out. And then uh, it became the Nelly channel. Yeah, and that was. Uh, that, <laughs> thank God we're not talking about the 2000s. Yeah, we're talking about that. But, you know, so. I mean, that's when I really had to start digging and finding, you know, the kind of stuff I went to. I, you know, reading the Source magazine back when the Source was still good, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. The internet, the internet had just really started to, you know, started to get big, you know, and like hip-hop sites would start showing up and doing reviews and, you know, I, I, real audio player was <laughs> the first early way to stream <laughs> music, so I'm finding music that way, you know, and then going out and buying it, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, this is kind of endemic to the culture. I mean, you just kind of had to dig to find what you had to. But I mean, that I do a lot of that back then. But then also, um, I'll say at the time, you know, a couple of my friends that I was running with at the time were um, Israeli, these Jewish guys, you know, and they were really, they, they were, they, they, you know, they listened to a little bit of rap. But one of them was really into uh, uh, Tricky. It was like a, a, a UK, uh, I guess they call it trip hop. I don't know if they still use that. Is that, it trip uh, hop or trance? It, it one kind of the same thing. Yeah, I don't know if they still use that that uh, that distinction anymore. But I think that's kind of what they were calling it back then. It's a little bit of a uh, you know, it's, it's lo-fi. I mean, some of it's definitely inspired by hip hop with the with the sampling and turntables and whatnot. But you know, the music could be anything. It could be jazzy. It could be you know, rapping. It could be a little bit of rock, whatever. But you know, uh, he he got me in a tricky this album called Maxine K. I think that's how you pronounce it. I never actually <laughs> bothered to figure it out, but that blew my fucking mind. That that record. <laughs> there's a track. There's a song called uh called uh Hell is Round the Corner. Hell is round the corner where I And it just had this it had this Isaac Hayes sample. And he was just zoning out and like this chick with it, it tricky was kind of a his name was Tricky, and then I think his uh his uh, his uh co his cohort. Her name was Martina Topley Bird, and they a lot of the songs were they were, they were duets, you know. They, they and they would like fade back. They would 
one guy, she, he would say something and like she would come right in and either be ad-libbing or they just switch off on the fly, you know, which is, it was just, it was crazy shit, man, but I loved him. Wow. You know, yeah, so I got into that and I just started, you know, that's when I started kind of, I think I really started kind of like diversifying again with the music and that's why I picked up rock music again. Um, Rage Against the Machine with the Battle of L.A. album, you know, and I still, after I heard that and it blew my mind, I went back and started listening to go back in their catalog you know and see and that, that's one of their weaker albums it is you know but it's one of my favorites because that's the one that got me onto them you know yeah so it holds that place in my heart you know but uh yeah and they, but they, but i'm glad you said that because i listened to that and i was like okay what else they got you know around this time there's napster so i'm downloading mm-hmm. shit and i go back and i find bomb track which is the first track off their first album yeah oh my god that just that that thing got that that solidified it right there, you know. It comes. And then he comes in, and then and then ah. So yeah, that group definitely they they tricky and and rage. They were the gateway drugs, I think, into into me like kind of just 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 branching out as far as like different kinds of music I listen to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After that, you know, I got into Bjork. I knew who Bjork was. She weirded me out. She had a she, she had a video like several years before that when she was like in a giant. There's like a giant mouse walking around, like a giant. Like, all her videos are strange, but she was weirded me out. But then like at that time, you know, something clicked right on my right there. I started listening to some of her stuff, and you know, kind of got you know, kind of got uh, intrigued with her. You know, so I'm listening to her stuff. You know, just I mean, so yeah, that was the late '90s for me, man. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same for me. I mean, I was out of high school I was in college so it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of finding the college radio station because they would usually have you know like a hip hop hour two hours on like the weekend right and that's where I would hear a lot of stuff that I hadn't heard before stuff that they they weren't playing on the radio like that that was the first time that I ever heard um uh, Jurassic Five was on. Was on. What is that? Eighty-eight point one in St. Louis at KDHX. Yeah, KDHX. Yep. Yeah, I heard Concrete Schoolyard on on there, and so I went. I I didn't hear the name of the song. I just heard him say it was Jurassic Five. So I went all over the place trying to find that song. Uh, ended up buying their second album, which I forget the name of it already. Quality Control. Yeah, quali- I, I bought Quality Control thinking that that was the album, but it wasn't. But I mean, that album was amazing. It was incredible. So I was, I was fine with my purchase. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I knew that one by name because you put me onto it. You, you, you discovered J Five before I did. And you were like, man, you gotta hear this, man. You gotta download this song, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. I think it was, I think it was that song. I think it was the quality control song. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then there was another one. It's like, I forgot the name of it, but that was like, hey, what? oh yeah, that, that's doing... the, that's the uh, first, that's the first song on the album. Okay, see, I'm not doing it justice, but that that song, it was a dope song. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at these guys, and then. And then I was on J5, you know, because you were telling me about it, man, and that was a cool thing about the late 90s with, uh, you know, with Napster and just, you know, MP3s becoming what they were, because now, you know, 
I don't have to go find a CD single or I have to wait for something to come on the radio. Um, someone tells me about something, I can go search for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is great about the internet now. But, I mean, even... Uh, th- there's there's something about the hunt, though. You know, mm-hmm. having to go to the... Well, there's no record stores anymore. But, you know, going to the record store and trying to find that one song and, th- and you end up picking up some- something else and discovering, oh my god, this is really good, too. I mean... That's not something that kids today don't have anymore. Because you can go right to iTunes and pick that one song that you like, and then not mm-hmm. even pick up the whole album, you know? Right, right. And I'm wondering, you know, um, just how much are you missing? I mean, there were some artists who were against that, you know, coming out. Not because they didn't want you to download the music, but they just felt like, we just made an album, you know? We, we yeah. want you to hear our body of work, you know? You know? Yeah, and that's that's what's sad about the kids these days, <laughs> you know. And I I talk about the hunt a lot. Just well, I mean, not just with music, but you know, I'm a toy collector too, and I enjoy the hunt, going to the store, and getting frustrated because you know I can't find what I'm looking for. I don't want to go on on Amazon.com and buy it and have it at my house in in you know three days. It, it it's the fact of going to the record store and picking it up and turning it over, looking at the the album cover and you know the artwork and sort of feeling it in your hand and and like I said, you know, finding so- something that that you weren't necessarily looking for, you know, sitting right next to it. Right. I mean, right. that's that's the the beauty of back in the 80s and 90s when record stores were huge you could go and and be looking for one thing and then just happen you know something would catch your eye in the corner because because of the artwork and then oh wow I just bought uh, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side because I just happened to see it you know out of the corner of my eye which you know is what happened to me (laughs) you know I um, you were talking about the uh, J five. We ended up with both. But I had a similar situation um, in I guess it was ninety five or not. It had to be ninety six or maybe ninety seven because I, I you know I didn't I didn't I didn't copy that release date. This is a little bit later, you know, because I didn't have the money to buy shit when it dropped. <laughs> but um, the Roots they came out with a song called What They Do. Um, oh yeah, up there it was an album called Illadelph Half Life, and mm. I didn't know at the time, you know. And then um, before that, or not after that, they came out a song called Clones, and Clones. that that song, that I was in love right there. I'm like, it's over. I love it. I love these guys. I gotta have this. So I went looking for the album, and they didn't have it. But they had another album there called uh, Do You Want More, and <laughs> I didn't really want to spend the money because I did. This wasn't the one I wanted, but I figured, you know what? I like those other two songs. Maybe this is good too. And it was awesome, you know. So I had that, you know. And it actually, I, I ended up going back later and, you know, one day and getting a uh, Illadelph and having everything on there. But, you know, that do you want more? That just that. Yeah. I, I keep I've, saying it blew my mind, but I mean that was like <laughs> that's how it was. I mean everything that just came out and just kind of 
turn you know just just, just kind of turn everything i knew on its head on, on its side you know i'm just like wow this is yeah because you know well I, I mean most people know because they're the house band for jimmy fallon but but back in the the mid late 90s having a full jazz band behind you yeah i mean that was unheard of well, they changed that whole shit because, you know, nowadays, if you go to a rap concert, I mean, they might have a DJ there, but they always have a fan now. You know, they don't mm-hmm. just have the DJ up there, you know. And the Roots had a lot to do with that, you know, when they did, uh, I think Jay-Z did the concert and had them back him up. Yeah. You know, yeah. playing his music. And they thought, oh, okay, wait a minute, we can do this. Because it's just, it's just something different. I mean, hey. You know, I, I love I, I love DJing and I love you know live rap music as much as anybody else. But there's something different about when you're trying to do a concert and you have a band out there who can just you know play it's all organic and you're playing it differently. You know, it's 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 all you know you have the improvisation and you have just different interpretations of the songs you already knew and they're up there playing it. You know, there's something really cool about that. And yeah, the Roots they spearheaded that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, my quick discovery story of the roots, I actually got, uh, I guess I discovered them before you did, cause it was 96, and I had joined another CD club. <laughs> and, and as it happens, sometimes they, they send you the wrong CD, and they accidentally sent me, do you want more? Instead of, whatever it was I ordered I forget but it came like two days before I, I was leaving for a senior trip so you know I never heard of them but I I threw it in my CD case anyway and on this bus trip to New York I just plugged it in and I listened to that thing I don't know how many times just from from track one all the way to the the secret track at the very end. I just yeah, listened to the whole yeah. thing. I didn't notice the secret track was there until I put it in the computer one time and then saw if there was nothing. There was some, you know, there was more, <laughs> more space on the song. Like, wait a minute, what, what, what's that? Yeah, that's when they used to do secret track. Well, I guess they still do, but they they label it now, really. Right? They say yeah, hidden bonus. Like, well, it ain't hidden if you label it. Yeah. 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 The, but. Um, that that roots album man is that ah every time I think about it, what 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 song comes to mind when you think of that that album that one um it it either be do you want more because they had it it started with that um that bagpipes the ba- yeah well I'm a it it just started with with these these bagpipes playing and that's uh, it's either that or or their uh black thoughts little scat thing but uh uh you say what man let's say well yeah 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 that's that's a good one but for whatever reason and there's so many good tracks on me like you know mellow my man you know um Mm -hmm. that scat you know the say what man uh, title track like you said uh you know, I could the whole album's great. I can name everything on there, but um, the one that always comes to mind whenever I think of that one is always the uh, the lesson, the one with Rock oh yeah, I was just that that that's all right there. That just 
Yeah, that's I, my favorite song on the, on the I album. I picture that blue cover, man, and I just, you know, I, I, I and that song just, that, that beatboxing just always hits me, man. <laughs> Hey, I finally sung on the podcast. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yo, people, man. We were talking about me. I, I'm, I'm somebody. Look, I, I can't sing, but, but, but I do it anyway. Cause fuck you. And I just, you know, people are like, it, it, but it, it, I'm like, you know, if you guys don't, if you don't like my singing, I'm just like, hey, this is a music episode. You're, you're gonna hear some shit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I think we need to call it quits for tonight, boys uh, and girls. No, I, I still got so much more to say, man. I mean, again, we want. I, I, this is what I said at the beginning. Yeah, and so we, we've got a lot to say, and because we have so much to say, we bounced around, sounded kind of out of order. But you know what? We'll be talking about it again. I, I'm sure we're going to have a regular full episode again about it. We'll definitely have some point fives. Oh yeah, coming down the pike mm-hmm. about music. So uh, stay tuned and uh, give them our info, John. You do it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, first of all, you can come visit us on Facebook. We are uh, facebook.com slash Jeff Cakes Podcast. You can also uh, you can also talk to us on Twitter. Tweet at us at uh, at Jeff Cakes Pod. I'm also there at Ilrockski. We have a Tumblr site, which is uh, deathcakespod.tumblr.com. You know, uh, I want to get back to posting some more content up there, man. You know, um, we, we, we do some, we, we do some pretty cool things up there. You know, um, yeah, we got some music posts. We got, uh, but the main thing, or at least one of one of my favorite things we do is the uh, we revisit the episodes. You know, because you know, like I said, we don't always get to say everything we want to say, or sometimes we mess things up. We can kind of fill you in on that stuff. You know. Uh, yeah, we have an Instagram site. Although I gotta say, it's uh, I, I, I myself kind of let it go by the wayside. I need to add some more stuff up there, but uh, so so have I. You know, yeah, but, life uh, has gotten in the way with some of this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, man. I'm telling you, we got so you know, it's only so much social media out there, man. But you know, but yeah, we are there. Uh, Instagram.com/slash DeathCakesPod, and uh, I think that'll do it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. Right. So, uh, of of course, our intro music again is Doug Funny. You can get his music at Doug Funny. That's D U O G or no, I'm sorry, D O U G F U N N I E dot Bandcamp B A N D C A M P dot com. So, uh, stay tuned for episode five. Episode five, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but be no. excited. Get ready, folks. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. See ya. When I was a kid, I rode brakes on the skate, and I ate everything Mama put on my plate. Niggas walked around back and beat me guns. Knock on your door and run just for fun. We went to the store and sold bottles of a nickel. The piece of bone, a big bag of Cheetos and a pickle. You could get a soda for less than a quota. And people used to speak even if they didn't know you. We fought in the
It's cool. 